What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Real Impact. I'm your host, Austin Rice. We got a good one lined up for you guys today, uh, Mr. Jed Wyatt. So let's get going. All right, what so we got Jed Wyatt with us today. Jed, what's going on, man? What's up, man? How's How it going? Good, dude. Good. That was an awesome intro. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. So that sweet. Um, well, yeah, man. So I just kind of started off and um, introduce yourself, man. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, or you know, cool. Well, my name's Jed Wyatt. Uh, I'm also from Sevierville, Tennessee. Austin and I actually. My first job that I for like working for anyone else aside from myself was at Nike with Austin. <laughs> so yeah. we uh, we goofed off there a good bit together. Um, I live in Nashville now. Just got engaged. I was on the reality show The Bachelorette, which was a real riot. And uh, yeah, man, still been chasing music, investing, and you know, I'm a big dreamer, big entrepreneur, and um. I'm, I don't know what else to say. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Jed, uh, you know, singer, songwriter, you just released another one, right? Um, yep. Angel on Earth, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Me and uh, releasing in two years, man. It felt really nice. Yeah. yeah. Got some other ones lined up, been in the studio, been writing, and it's just a matter of getting them out there and exercising all the social media things, all the, testing factors you know that it's a lot easier now than it used to be i guess to to test a song out because you know even when i first moved to nashville there wasn't a huge like ability to go like viral or put yourself out there in a way where other people can use your sound and create things with your sound and stuff and there's just so much more opportunity now so i'm starting to exercise that a little bit more and hope to use that on my future releases so heck yeah man that's awesome yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, you know, like like Jed said, we're we're actually both from the same. You know, we both grew up in the same place, um, you know, and everything. So known him for uh, a good little while now. Um, so kind of like tell us about your kind of like progress. Right. Because, I mean, you we worked at Nike together and I think you went into you know like personal training and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and as long as I've known you, like your family's always been like super musical. Right. Like yeah um so just kind of exp- you know kind of go through like the progression there from you know nike to now <laughs> <laughs> well a lot happened from nike yeah <laughs> we were like 15 16 years old yeah yeah maybe um, not nike to now but maybe like the just yeah. like the overall progression of everything yeah i've been i've been like an entrepreneurial hustler my whole life and you know there i haven't really worked for a ton of people but i've done a lot of odds and end jobs that have uh you know, paid the bills and did what I had to do for that time. So I got a deep appreciation for anyone that that's out there hustling and doing what they have to do to get by. And uh, aside from Nike, you know, there was only probably a few other jobs that where I actually did work for someone else, but everything else was, you know, I drove for Uber before I did. Uh, I tried the DoorDash stuff before. Um, personal training uh, work. I, I worked for someone doing personal training for a while, but then I did it for myself in Nashville for a long time. And I just, 
I've always enjoyed the freedom that entrepreneurial entrepreneurship offers. You know, it's not easy at all. It's in fact, I would say much harder than going and punching a clock for someone because um, you don't always feel like punching your own clock, you know, like it's, it's hard to sometimes keep motivated yeah, and to have a schedule for yourself. But once you find that groove, it's totally, in my opinion, worth it to have the freedom and control over your life to be like, you know, I'm doing good now. If I want to get up and go somewhere, I can, and I don't have to ask for anyone's permission to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, awesome. but, um, you know, the only reason I've worked these odds and ends though, through the course of time in Nashville was, like I said, to pay bills, to be able to pay for recording music, to be able to, you know, to live life and other things. And, you know, all to, to chase a dream because, you know, for me, the dream is still music. That's what I love more than anything. And I did take a two year hiatus away from it. And in that time frame, it really like expanded my, my heart and my mind to the fact that like, this is what I really do love because I don't feel like myself at all since I stepped away from it. And I yeah. think that it can really be healthy for people because sometimes, you know, you say you love something but the second that it's gone that's like that's when you really know you know they say absence makes the heart grow fonder well if you feel like you're not even living your life at all and you're away from something that you used to be doing there's a good chance that's your calling or that's your passion and you got to find a way to get back to it so that's kind of what i'm doing angel on earth was the just the start tip of the iceberg yeah so kind of um what what kind of what do you think it was that you know, caused the the hiatus, right? Was that like a personal thing? Did you mean to do that? Or was it just kind of like <clears throat> outside circumstances that, you know, forced it or what? It was a, I mean, it was a, a number of things. I mean, for starts, uh, after the show and everything, I felt pretty depressed, had a ton of anxiety, uh, leaned on drinking a good bit. I honestly went down into a pretty dark hole. And mm-hmm what's kind of crazy about that hole is that's where I met my now fiance Ellen, which, you know, you kind of expect to not meet someone when you're in a hole, but yeah, (laughs) it was a good hole. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Everything kind of, um, I don't know. It got dark for a while. And then if that wasn't enough, then we hit COVID. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like all that, just like the show feeling kind of down and depressed, stepping away from everything that was me. Um, and then the COVID thing as well. I, I firmly believe if I wouldn't have met Ellen when I did, like things wouldn't be too good for me. Like I wasn't like by any means like suicidal or anything like that, but I just had dark thoughts that were not right. me. I knew, I knew they weren't me and right. I just fight them off. It was a lot of, a lot of battling. So if you're someone, you can learn from my mistake. If you're someone going through something like that, don't be afraid to seek help. Like I had a lot of amazing friends and family that were there for me and especially Ellen who showed me like a ton of love during that time. But if you find yourself in a position like that, where you're feeling low like that, there's nothing wrong with getting some help. And if you don't have the friends to do it, there are professionals that are happy to step in and give you some help in that position. Yeah, no, I think that's huge, man. Cause I think especially, um, you know, and this kind of goes out, especially to like our, our male audience, but like, especially as men, right? Like, there's that weird stigma, right? Where it's yeah, you know, we got a we got a burden shoulder. Oh. 
Yeah, you know, we gotta be tough, right? You know, yeah, so yeah. um it's it's huge, right? Like it is okay to you know to ask for help, you know, mm-hmm. like um, you know, I can't and and I think too, like a lot of people get confused with you know help, right? And they think mm-hmm. it's bad, but that can come in so many different forms, man. Like yeah. it can come in, you know, meeting someone, it can come in friends, family, you know, like you said, it can come from a professional, like um. But yeah, I think the biggest thing is just like you said, like not being scared to to ask, right? Because yeah. um, you know, especially as, as guys, right? Like we're really good at putting on a front, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yep. Especially when we're used to it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like being in sales, you know, being a performer, right? Like you're used to being able to put on a show. Yeah. You know. For sure. Um, I mean, I mean, culture. Like I feel like maybe now more than ever. Uh, people feel that they can open up about how they feel. Yeah. There's also this like stigma with social media and stuff that like, if you're some yoked guy who's, you know, seems to be doing well that you don't need help or you don't need to ask for help or everything's going smooth. It doesn't matter what you look like, but there's just less stigma. That's like, as a man, you don't really have to go do that like you should just man up suck it up and take it but if you find yourself in a position that you're low that you can't sustain and handle yourself there's nothing wrong with getting a little help at all yeah no i agree man i think that's huge i think it's like that's a great message for everybody right now you know especially like with the weird times that we're in right like um you know post covid everybody's trying to figure things out like i know covid really kind of shell shocked a lot of people um Mm -hmm. you know i did for me right that's that's Literally the only reason that I'm in real estate full time now, right? Yeah. Um, not a lot of people were able to pivot and adjust as fast, you know. Right. So um, there's a lot of people that, you know, maybe you're in a, in a in a spot like you were some, you know, not too too long ago. Um, but let's kind of, you know, we'll we'll kind of move on because um, I know before the show, right? You had put out a good bit, you know, like um, probably what what was it like? I think it was like three or four songs, maybe. Probably something like that. Yeah. Definitely not as much as I technically should in music, you know, but it was just, uh, I was putting out stuff as I could, you know, yeah. like, when you're an independent artist and I don't think a lot of people realize how much goes into a song as far as the finances, the time, finding the right person to bring your song to life, the editing of the song, the artwork, like the writing period, like the whole process is, I think, more than what people perceive. And as an artist, it's super easy to get in your head and you start thinking, what do the people want? Mm-hmm. What do the people want? But, you know, I don't think there was once that Bob Ross was up there painting and he was like, <laughs> I, I bet someone would like a tree right here. You know, it's coming from his soul. Like, this is right. what I do. And I think as an artist, you got to like stay remembering True. that. This is your art. Say what you want to say. Say how you feel. And then then hope or at least believe that it's gonna, you know, line up with someone else. Like someone's feeling similar. It helps move them in the right direction. Because a lot of times, if a song, you know, does something for you, there's someone else. Like we we're more we're all more alike than I think we like to admit. Oh yeah. And there's your song's gonna likely you know resonate with somebody yeah 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 no i think that's huge man. i think it just comes back to like staying true to who you are right yeah. like 
Um, you know, that's in even, I mean, cause I'll, I'll be honest, I don't have an artistic bone in my body. Right. But, um, <laughs> like even like in business, right. Like, or just, you know, really anything like staying true to who you are and like what your beliefs are and like what you want out of, you know, your situation, your predicament, whatever. Right. Um, I think that message kind of rings true to everybody, you know, like not trying to cater to, you know, who, you know, what, you know, John Jones across the street may like, you know, or that one person who didn't like the last one. Yeah. You know, you got to make sure they like it this time. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. It's it's so easy to get caught up in opinions when really the one that matters the most is your own. mm -hmm. And, it can sound selfish, but it's not because ultimately it's your life yeah. and it's your art or it's your passion, your time, like whatever it is, like there's nothing wrong with making sure it aligns with you first, because if you don't, if you're not checking that box, then you're probably going to be feeling off or unhappy down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I think, I think the too many people try to get caught up in like fulfilling everybody else's wants and you know, their Mm -hmm. needs and stuff like that. And you just like neglect yours, Mm -hmm. you know? And like you said, like you can produce as much music as you want. That sounds great to everybody else, but if you don't enjoy it. Yeah. Then what's the point? It's all for not, you know? Yep. Yep. There's, I think there is a middle ground a little bit on it, especially with like music and stuff. But like I said, if it's like something that, resonates with you it's probably gonna resonate with other people because there are more of us that are like i said alike than we like to admit sometimes yeah so cool man well let's um we'll kind of touch on the the show now right because i think you know a lot of people that kind of know you now right probably probably kind of somewhat recognize you from the show yeah Um, probably not everybody because obviously you know you got your release of music here in nashville um, yeah. you know, so let's kind of touch on that. So okay. you were on the bachelorette. That was what? 2019. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was cool as hell. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally like we're sitting there, you know, my wife never really watches those shows. And then it was funny. Cause it was like me that was like, Hey, we're going to watch this season. She's yeah. Like, what? I was like, yeah, I know that dude. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it was really crazy, man. Like the whole thing, how it came together. Um, I've done a handful of podcasts where I've kind of like gone in and talked about like how everything went down, but maybe maybe you haven't seen them. So for for your sake and whoever is listening's sake, I'll go ahead and like break it down. For one, I didn't sign up for the show. I got hit up by a and when I say sign up, I mean I wasn't like going on their website, like, you know what? Actively looking. I'm gonna yeah. go try to be on this show. So their casting people had reached out to me and I originally said no. And then I thought about it more and more. And I was like, you know what? I I think it could be like a really cool adventure, a cool way to put myself out there. I was Googling it. And at the time, the Google definition for the bachelorette was a reality (laughs) game show, which just for everyone listening, a game show at all. It is a show where a lot of people's feelings get tossed around by production, by um, just the natural absence of not being able to talk to the people you normally talk to. Mm -hmm. You're trying to figure out if you like someone that you don't know at all with sometimes very little time to do so. 
it's it's a whole crazy thing and i still sometimes i'm like holy crap that actually happened it feels like like forever ago kind of at this point but um yeah i'm thankful for it in a lot of ways um taught me a lot when you guys were there because like if if you guys aren't familiar with the show or lived under a rock for however long like they travel everywhere yeah like you guys travel to some i mean crazy places so like what do you think was like probably one of the coolest places that you went to like on the show dude um i thought scotland was super sick and then greece was just i mean just so beautiful like you can't beat it like greece was just the coolest place i think that we probably went to to be honest like um now, when you guys are in those places, did you guys get like free time, like off camera, or was it like super strict, like scheduling of everything? Yeah, I mean, it's you get you get like a little bit of adventure time. Yeah, it's not like you don't go off like by yourself. Like you know, they're like with you. Make sure you don't get like kidnapped or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it was cool. We got to adventure around a little bit. It's funny. It's funny though, because like, especially when you're in those like other countries, like, they see all this like filming and stuff going on, and they're like, have no idea. Like, yeah, like, it's like, is it a movie? Bunch of random dudes smiling through the street. Wow, dude, look at this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're just living their day to day when they're seeing that happen. But yeah, I, I think Greece would probably be my number one. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you guys went all over the place, especially from like what I watched, you know, and how yeah. was it like being in that big of a group with that many dudes all trying to like the same like end goal? Yeah. It's a, uh, it's interesting because you're all kind of going through the same experience. So there's like this weird energy of like, there's like an alpha energy going on. Yeah. But then there's also, that just are especially i don't know if like every group is like this but ours especially just really like got along so we were like we were all pretty bro-y like right off the whack like i mean just supportive of each other like how'd it go yeah it was great for you like just joking around like it it didn't feel at the time very uh like it was weird, but and in, in we all got along so well, so it wasn't as weird as like it probably could be, you know? Yeah. No, but, I, I could see, I could definitely see how it could get real weird real quick. Yeah. So that's good that yeah. you know everybody kind of was was cool about stuff and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're but, with these people for how long? Like, how long was like the total like experience? Yeah, I think I was gone. I think I was gone just shy of three months. Pretty sure. So, which is crazy because like you don't really, aside from like getting to come home, you don't really get to talk to your family. You don't really get to talk to your friends. And they really like isolate you guys for three, like for three months. I mean, mean, yeah. Like aside from being with the guys and like the producers. So you have like at least some human beings to be around, but like, yeah, it, it is like crazy. I will say one thing that I did like love about the whole experience is the unpluggedness because yeah being able to disconnect yeah yeah no phone like at all like you're just like especially after a couple weeks it's like you almost feel like more awake or something like yeah 
you're soaking in each moment more and more, which I think that's another reason probably why those shows work. So mm -hmm. if you're someone out there looking for love, maybe just put down the damn phone for a little while and, <laughs> and hang out with all your friends and just take in people because I, I swear that's like part of it out there. That's, I think that's what works because you have no choice but to like really absorb everyone and everything going on around you from the beautiful places that you go to the people that you're with, the dates, the whole thing. So, yeah, that's crazy, man. I couldn't, you know, obviously like, you know, running a business and everything like that. I couldn't imagine three months of just no communication. Right. Yeah. Um, have you, how has that affected? Like once you got back, have you like been more aware of like when you are on your phone and, Cause I think, um, I think a lot of people struggle with that, you know, like, Oh, it's, I, I would say it's close to impossible to not be super plugged in after that show because it's just, you're so, it's just weird. Cause you go from like what feels like normal you to then you have all this attention from these strangers, good and bad. Yeah. So you're getting like hundreds of these messages of some things being like, you're great. I love you. Good luck. And then other ones are like, I hope you die. Like, it's just like, and you're not used to that at all. Yeah. Well, um, it's kind of hard to step away from it. Like you, you'll tell yourself, like, at least for me, maybe not everyone, but I would be like, okay, I don't want to like look at anything today. But then you start thinking like, what if something happened or someone calls you and they're like, Hey, did you see that article? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to peel away. I give, I give like mad props to all the, like the super, like real famous people out there. Like the people that come off this show, like. I think some people think that they're more famous than they are, but it's like, if yeah. you think about like being Justin Bieber or Haley Bieber, or like the Kardashians, I cannot imagine how they're <laughs> able to deal with that level of publicity, fame and attention. I don't, I don't know how they do it. Cause yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. It was, yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> now, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to hit on it too hard or anything like that, but like you did, and I don't even want to call it like, well, but like you did pretty good on the show, mm. you know, and like, you know, you made it pretty far. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I think like the negativity, right. Like you're talking about afterwards yeah. kind of came from, yeah. um, you know, so like, what was it like for you? Like, obviously we talked about it before, you know, it kind of sent you into a pretty dark place, but like, how <laughs> were you able to kind of like handle everything? uh and if you want to elaborate on what i like what i'm saying go for it but yeah i mean the ways the best things that i did for my mental health in that time were uh, like meditation like praying trying to either watch church on youtube or like go to church being around people that i loved and being able to just kind of vent about it that helped um I would say the worst things that I did was like drinking, like going out, like trying to find like a quick fix for everything that I was feeling, which doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. I think it does for a second, but it doesn't work. Um, it was a, it was hard because I knew deep down that I wasn't wrong. I knew that I wasn't lying and I'll take it to my grave that right. I was, not in the wrong for the situation at this point. Like I've had like so much time to reflect. You got to think it's been like almost four years now. Yeah, like it's been a while. Yeah. I've soaked it all up. Like I know that I wasn't dating Haley and 
it is what it is. And if the public or whoever wants to believe it, that's up to them. But I've clearly moved on, lived my life, lived a loyal life, been with my now fiance for going on three years next month. Like there's, I have no shame in saying that I wasn't wrong. Yeah. And it does suck that people's feelings got hurt and there was heartbreak all around. And, you know, I have sympathy for that, but as far as like what the public thought, like at this point, I don't really care just because I know yeah. in my heart, like there's only so much that you can tell people. Yeah. Like they're going to believe what they want to like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'll take yeah. a lie detector any day of the week. Like I'll do yeah. it. I wasn't dating her. She knows it. Well, I and it doesn't help headlines either if they come out and say that. Right. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't help viewership or anything. And, you know, oh, no, no. It's like, <laughs> all just stir the pot. All just stir yeah. the pot. Now, and, yeah. And if you can't answer this, that's fine. But with those, like with the show, right? Mm -hmm. What would you say percentage wise? How much of it is like real? And then how much of it is like they're, they're kind of like guiding? Uh, I don't think you feel super guided per se. I think that there is some some situations in hindsight that like maybe you just weren't thinking your clearest because you don't have like your normal people around you to be like, hey, that's a little weird. Or well, like, and also if you're on a free trip to Scotland with this person, like you know, or Greece or whatever, it makes it a little. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I definitely wasn't thinking like that at all, but it was like sometimes well, especially in, like when i like look back there's just instances that maybe i wasn't able to be my my whole self just because everything else going on like i stayed true to myself with how i felt and right everything but i think there was instances of like influence not not necessarily like go do this go do that you need to do this you need to do that i think there was just like encouragement per right se. But as far as like a percentage of how much of it is like that, I don't think a lot. I mean, I think, like I said, it's like pretty much you want to do whatever you can do to have time with that person. Mm -hmm. And any ideas that get ran by you, you're like, maybe, yeah, that could work. Because otherwise you're just chilling around with the bros <laughs> eating freaking ice cream or whatever. Yeah. Maybe chicken and rice like <laughs> you know. i asked that because i mean obviously like majority of people have never kind of been in that situation right mm. and so everybody's kind of got their own you know ideas because i think you know a lot of reality tv right is not necessarily that yeah. um so it's good it's good to know that it's just you know they're just kind of putting the situations and whatever happens it's up it's on you right yeah. Yeah. um but yeah so that's kind of, you know, obviously how the, the mass world kind of found out, you know, about Chet, yeah. um, you know, so how have you kind of taken the, you know, the bad, right? Because, you know, obviously for a while there, you know, and you've, you, you've kind of went through it and, you know, accepted, but like right after the show and for a while, like, you know, you were like America's bad guy, yeah you know, like for lack of better ways to look at it. Yeah. Um, Bored so America's bad guy. Huh? Uh, bored and lonely America's bad guy. <laughs> yeah, you know. I think, was, I think there was a lot of people who were able to see through the the bullshit and the lie yeah. that was being put out to try to blow up everything. And I think a lot of people 
rode that wave that, you know, yep. just to leverage the publicity. I wasn't like leverage at that point. You know, yeah. I wasn't out here trying to like fight for it or anything. I just like fell on the sword. Yeah. Which was a suggestion. And I should listen to my gut, which was saying, hey, you're not a bad guy. You didn't do this. You haven't cheated right. on anyone before. Yeah. You know when you're in a relationship, say that. And I just like didn't. And, yeah. you know, it's easy to be like, I should have, I should have. But if I did, maybe I wouldn't have met Ellen. Maybe right. I wouldn't be engaged right now. Maybe I wouldn't be as happy as I am right now. Yeah. So I'm, I wouldn't change anything and i definitely don't seek at this point to go change anyone's mind because i'm just like over it, accepted it. yeah you moved on to you guys like yeah you believe that then hey do it well and i think all seasons of life you know serve a purpose right like mm -hmm. you probably learned a lot about yourself even like during that time oh yeah so you much. know like um so i like like you said like i think i think every season you know definitely serves a purpose yeah. um you know so now we'll kind of dig, dig into, you know, the good, right? You took that, you know, bad, right? And, you know, obviously, um, you know, you, you go into it, you know, you, you get in your head and, you, you know, you kind of, you know, go into a darker spot. But how did you kind of, and I think obviously, you know, meeting, you know, your fiance during that time period helps. But, yeah. you know, for yourself, like, how did you kind of take that? And you're like, you know what, like, enough's enough. Like, I need to get back on my shit, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, yeah. Cause like, if you guys haven't listened to his music, like dude's talented, right? Like, thank and, you, bro. yeah. I mean like, um, mix of, you know, like John Mayer esque, you know, and, um, I'm not super well versed in music and whoever else, you know, well, is, that's <laughs> is, I'll take it, dude. Yeah. It's, it's like that. But, um, you know, so if you guys haven't like definitely go check out his stuff, but you know, I think it's really cool too. Also to like hear, you know, cause you'll go listen to his music and not really know kind of like the backstory of kind of like where stuff is coming from mm -hmm. um so like how have you taken like everything you went through like during that like two-year period and like used it i don't want to say like to your benefit right because i think that sounds bad but at the end of the day like used it to propel you know moving forward yeah well i mean with any situation that you know you're put down you have you have like two choices. You can either lay there and, you know, essentially rot away, hurt, grieve, and not do anything. And you end up just feeling worse when you do that. So you have no choice but to get up and move forward. And I did my best to do that in the ways that I knew how. But like I said, in that two year time frame, it was like lost for me a little bit. Like I just didn't feel as creative. I didn't feel like as motivated for music. I wanted to try other things, you know, Ellen and I, we started like the fit and 20 thing over COVID just doing like little plans, which is now bloomed out to where she's doing a, an app and coached hundreds of women and everything. And it led me to look for other ways to, to grow, to make money, to, to feel happy. And, um, I think that, like I said, kind of in the beginning, like I, I needed that almost two year hiatus to realize how much I miss it and love it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's, it's not a bad thing to step away from, 
from something you're questioning maybe. So, and I was, I was questioning everything. I was like, do I really want to do music at this point? Do I really want to yeah, do I this? can imagine, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny though. Cause it's like the same people and I could see this like within my DMS. Yeah. It was like the same people that would be like, Oh my God, I love you. I love your music to then They're like, you suck. Your music sucks. <laughs> That's your vacuum cleaner. Suck. Yeah. Like, Oh, I mean, okay you're contradicting yeah. yourself but it's like it, it, all that like you know gets in your head if you're reading it constantly and yeah. joe i've heard joe rogan and a lot of people talk about it and i i firmly believe it now that if you're someone who's having a hard time like putting yourself out there especially on social media the post and ghost is the way to go like get out what you want to say do what you want to do and then don't give a shit about what anyone else has to say because yep. you're fulfilling your heart and then you start getting that momentum and then you start to not care more and more and then you're back. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like similar to music, right? You're not going to, you're not going to please everybody. No. I mean, and if you do, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if you're, if you're doing it, something right, you're doing what you believe in, what you're passionate, like you're not going to please everybody. And like, you know, I've got, I'm sure, you know, you've got some friends now, but like, dude, I've got buddies of mine now that, you know, you know, they have huge YouTube channels and they have all this stuff and, you know, same thing. Like they have all these people that like love them on this side, but yeah. the stuff that really like they, they know about is the people like the few people that like don't like them or disagree with them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, that's big too. Like you talked about earlier, like the mental health, like you just gotta be like very strong you know, if you want to put yourself into that position, mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, we're getting a call. <laughs> oh, good, dude. Um, but yeah, like you got to be very strong if you're going to put yourself in that, mm -hmm. in that position specifically, because yeah. there's a lot, like there's a what? lot of negativity regardless. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. This huge influencer, you know, yeah. person or anything like that. Um, just, I mean, even just posting like you talked about on Instagram, yep. you know, you're going to get hate from it. You are no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. You can do, you can be the best at anything and there's still going to be people who come at you. Well, that's like, there's the conversation, you know, Kobe or Jordan, you know, LeBron or Jordan, LeBron or Kobe, like those conversations, every single one of them are the, are the greatest, right? Mm -hmm. Like every single one of them, you can't, you can't, there are you, no argument are in each of their own respects the greatest yeah. of sports right but you get all these comparisons drawn up and all these you know i don't like so and so because of you know xyz and and uh, i think at the end of the day like you said like being able to just post and ghost like post it forget about it is is crazy like yeah dude it's huge i think we need to create like you know how there's like pay-per-view fighting and stuff i think we should have like a pay-per-view fight for these Trolls, trolls. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll like line them up and then they can come see each other face to face and then they yeah. like box it out or <laughs> whoever they're trolling has the option to get to fight them i don't know it could be fun i could see that going somewhere except it would go really bad in my favor because most of my, most of my trolls were like 50 to 60 year old grandmas <laughs> i think it was their first time on instagram and they're just ruthless yeah, man, they got nothing else to lose, man. Not that's right. <laughs> yeah, like, can you at least drop me that like banana pudding recipe or something? <laughs> Dude, and that's the, the that's another thing too is 
I know you're a big pancake guy, right? Oh yeah. So, um, did you like spark a partnership with a pancake company now? Um, or, or I was just, I was just working with one. Yeah, I was just working with one called Flourish, which they're it's pretty good. It's like healthy pancakes, good protein, and it was just a brief partnership, though. I, they're not my they're not per se my dream pancake company. Do you have a do you have a dream pancake? You have a dream pancake company? I don't know if maybe a specific company that I I love, but there there are a few places that I've been to in my life that their pancakes are just the best. I mean, if you guys aren't familiar with like where we grew up, you can drive down a street (laughs) and every mile you'll see a pancake house. Yeah, dude. Like it's they've been there. They they don't leave. Once they're there, they're there. Yeah. They're like a thousand years, man. Well, they're always busy too. Yeah. Like they're always busy. Yeah. Um, they're, they're staying business forever. What do you think? What's the, what's the best pancake spot in that like Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge Sevierville area? Let's uh, see where, pancake, let's see where your, pancake where, your, where your loyalty lies. Pancake pantry. Okay. Yep. Bury me in there. Yep. Spread my ashes in there. Out in Gatlinburg. Yep. You like that one? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, you can go wrong with a pancake pantry. Yeah, and it's crazy because like you know all those servers in there—they've been there since like it it opened. You know. Yeah. Servers are freaking balling in there. Yeah, they do sponsorships. Just have them ship. Just have them ship you out pancakes from there. (laughs) I would. I would just like live in there. I think I would be. I would be. There'd be a documentary series about me. You know. I was able to <laughs> be in there as much as I would like to. But so uh, let's, let's jump into the the um, like outside of the show and music. Um, you know, you had mentioned that you and your now fiance, um, you know, started the fitness programs and stuff like that. So, uh, what else are you guys doing like outside of you know outside of music? Well, we're working on a clothing line which we have launched. Um, it's called 20 active. So we recently kind of changed the name as of now it's all girl stuff, which we actually, I mean, I think it's a great because I feel like girls tend to buy more clothes than guys. Oh, 100%. I'm still wearing the same shirts. You probably saw me wear at Nike back in, uh, whatever that was. I just, I just threw away one of the free pairs of shoes that I got from there. No. Yeah. I still got one too. I still got one too, but they're in good shape. Just threw away one of them. And it was only because like my toe was like poking through my wife was like, yeah, these are going in the garbage. <laughs> to hold on to stuff, man. My, my, we might need to start like a beat up clothes line for dudes. That's like already still got like a little smell in it and stuff. Cause that's what guys yeah. hold on to for forever, you know, <laughs> compared to, compared to girls who like, they like get like 15 pairs of shorts a week. And they're like, I need shorts, you know, but, um, yeah, so we got girls' clothes going on, and uh, we're going to be going to a pretty big event here coming up in November, where we're going to have an opportunity to sell some of our stuff. It's a you know Chris Bumstead, C Bum. Mm-hmm. It's a an event where he's going to be doing a Q and A, so he'll be there, and we're going to have like a little booth and try to sell some girl stuff there. So that's exciting. That's awesome. And um, aside from that, I'm working on launching a. Uh, it's a boot product um you wear cowboy boots by chance probably not in Florida. I, 
I can't tell you the last time I wore cowboy boots. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, ever since we moved to Florida. Um, yeah. The, uh, the uh, weather gets a little too, uh, too humid for cowboy boots. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it's not, not, not ideal temperatures down there for the boots, but my product is, it's called boot snake and it's ready to launch. Like everything's pretty much in line. I just got to get more inventory. But what it does is, do you know how like when guys wear cowboy boots with like slimmer pants and the, you just see the whole boot down at the bottom and it looks oh, like, yeah. you know, it looks like kind of whack. You know? Well, then like you get straight. like, you get that little like, that like bulge at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So my product goes around that no bulge. Nice. And yeah. Yep. So that's coming out very soon. And I feel like it's a great time for that because especially after going to the UT game, I, I noticed a lot of the boys be wearing some boots these days. So oh, yeah. even when they got to walk a thousand miles with a freaking goalpost, these boys are in boots, which, which is good. And, but I'm noticing these boots are looking whack because <laughs> they're bulging out at the bottom. So yeah. I'm hoping I'm aiming to be the solution to that problem. And kind He's of test boot bulge guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah but um awesome and aside from those two things we're trying to we're trying to get into real estate man you know we're, we're pretty new to that whole thing but we're looking to do a uh, we want to either get like an airbnb kind of thing going on or some sort of a flip up around this area so okay are you looking for the uh you know obviously you know if you guys don't know where Sevierville is where we grew up that's like airbnb short-term rental heaven yeah. uh, right in the heart of the smoky mountains and stuff like that so you're in two like super good airbnb markets you know you, you're yeah. from Sevierville, gallenberg pigeon forge area and then you're in nashville right so yeah. have you guys kind of honed in on which one or are you just kind of like shopping opportunities in both we, we, we've definitely been kind of shopping opportunities at both we've looked at a couple properties in nashville but i feel that this area is still just better like nashville's great don't get me wrong yeah. especially if you can get something downtown there for what you're going to pay there versus here and then the amount of visitors that are i mean nashville's always you know getting hit on the weekends and stuff but if you think about like like good example covid mm -hmm. nashville pretty much shut down like yeah i came back here for covid these cabins were it looked like it was still oh. like freaking yeah people yeah. are still renting so this is a this is I think what we're aiming we're aiming to be here unless God has a totally other plan for it all yeah <laughs> we're about it hoping we make the right choice but I, I think with all goes right I think we'll be doing stuff here yeah I think that's smart man because I think you know Nashville you also deal with you know your the primary market in Nashville is parties right like yeah bachelorette parties and you know yeah. things like that so I think you'll definitely you'll definitely have a little less wear and tear. Mm -hmm. you know if you if you stick to the family oriented you know areas yeah now that's awesome though man for sure I, I would love to do a property in florida someday too because i freaking i love florida yeah it's great. the weather i get it now you know like yeah we'll <laughs> be like having a house here and a house there and be bouncing back and forth because i was like you know it's like great up here but that florida weather man it's nice Come down here when allergy season kicks in up there. Oh, dude, I bet pretty nice, huh? Yeah, it's not as bad, not near as bad. That's good. 
Nashville yeah. is terrible. I don't know if you knew that, but it's like kind of sits down in the the bowl of Tennessee per se. Yeah. So a lot of the pollen settles there, which is funny. That's the, where they decided to put the music city. So everyone who sings is getting like stuffed up. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And that's got to be like the Flonay's capital, dude. I bet. Oh yeah. So many artists you are using that stuff, man. So how is it? How is it now? Um, you know, <laughs> being you know full time in Nashville and everything um how is that i mean obviously nashville's you know that i don't want to say I mean, it's country music right it's country music capital of the world right so yeah how is it being there especially like as an independent artist um you know what's that like i don't i really believe that you won't find a more supportive place That's um, awesome. i feel like a lot of artists are very much out to help each other you would think it'd be like a little bit more competitive but it's like there's a lot of love there especially mm -hmm. amongst like once you kind of have like your set group like there's like a i don't know there's like good core values and really solid people there and um it's a uh it's an interesting place because you'll like you know with it being music city you you won't you don't you'll never meet so many dang musicians in your life everyone's doing something with music it seems like and if you happen to meet someone that's not it's usually medical and yeah um but it's a great place. We actually live, uh, I spent like six years living in more of like the Nashville area, like downtown and also West Nashville, but we're actually in Franklin now, which is south, 30 minutes south of the city. And um, a lot more family oriented. I think the average home income there is about 190 something. And so it's very safe. Yeah. yeah baller family vibe you're not in the middle of the party scene anymore right yeah, yeah. which is kind of nice it's not nice. to slow down a little bit <laughs> yeah 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 we i i paid my dues there ellen paid her dues in miami and now we're in Familyville. you know what i mean it's like yeah not bad though i like it so now when you guys met you lived in nashville she lived in miami yep yep. yep we did we did long distance man and it was uh it was good. It was like a hard time mm -hmm. for us, but at the same time, it was like kind of exciting to be able to like take a trip, especially to Florida. Yeah. Going to the beach, little one and a half hour flight to go see Ellen Decker. And I was like always so excited. I would get down there and um, it, it felt like even if I was there for a week, it felt like it was like one day. Yeah. You know how it is, especially never, when yeah, never long. Months, yeah. It's like every second just like flies by, it feels like. But mm -hmm. we did that for a while, and COVID was actually how we ended up moving in together because I had read that you know a lot of the places in Florida were going to shut down pretty heavy where she was in Miami, especially with yeah. like big apartments and condos and stuff. And I was like, well, Nashville's going to shut down too. I was like, we should just go to East Tennessee. So she was down and made the flight up we uh linked up packed up our things immediately got COVID and came to east tennessee <laughs> <laughs> we literally did as soon as we went to leave we we're like oh god we that's feel funny weird. but now how did how did you guys meet so uh a guy that i played baseball with here um his roommate at the time set us up so Nice. I was like going through the period of time after the show where I was just being a wild hooligan boy and I was just not ready to meet anybody. And I was 
every I was like, this is the period of me doing everything that I shouldn't be doing to try to feel better with everything right. going on. And um, she, uh, after he, he showed me some photos of her and told me about her, I was like, dang, she is beautiful. Like, <laughs> I got to. I got to at least try. And he just kept, I mean, he kept putting it in my ear. He's like, you got to yeah. meet on. You got to meet on. So um, she came and visited once. And we were both just, we both had our guards up just from every, like she'd yeah. been through a lot. I'd been through a lot. We were both just kind of at an arm's distance, but yeah, definitely liking each other. And then once, uh, once I went and visited her in Florida, I was done. That was it for me. I was just like, Game set match yep. right there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. My soul left my body and went into the hands of Ellen Decker. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, we're we're wrapping up here. We're at the you know 50 minute mark. So um cool. we just want to, you know, kind of preempt you real quick uh with you know, one thing you want to leave everybody with, you know, one you know tip piece of advice or um you know anything you want to kind of leave everybody with. Um, guys, appreciate you guys, you know, watching, uh, listening, hopefully you guys got some good value, you know, out of, uh, you know, mine and Jed's conversation today. Um, be sure you guys also tune in on Thursday and then we've got another live one for you guys next Monday. Um, but Jed, what is, uh, you know, what's one thing you want to kind of leave everybody with? Hmm. I would say two things. If you're ever in this area, try Pancake Pantry. <laughs> and then, I'll, I'll second that. that, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then my second would be, if you're down, get back up and find yourself and everything will fall into place. No, I love that, man. Uh, get back awesome. to you. There's nothing wrong with it. Be a little selfish. Get back to yourself because it's going to make relationships for everyone else better. So, Perfect. You guys heard it here first. Jed, I appreciate you, man. Um, Thanks, man. you hopping on. Great to see you. Yeah, you too. Guys, that's it for today. Peace. Peace.